I was chilling right around my way. 21st east side of the beach. This little fool ran up on me, popping off with his homies like he was a straight G. Asking where I'm from while he running up. Gang bang my set on there, ain't one of them. Some things, son, they just don't change. Fools don't respect nothing but to gang bang. What's seen is what's soft, dog is the law. I had you suckers running like a marathon. Little G's trying to creep on the ease with it. Talking about they gon' get my chain and they gon' leave with it. But they don't know. Once they get close, that's tic tac toe. Three little G's laid on the floor. Yeah, this happened yesterday. On the west, they spray. I heard the SA say he said. But boy, you won't believe what I saw. I saw these pack of guys and they act real hard. Try and run up on the Surly Horns podcast and see what happens. Welcome to the Cease and Desist podcast. RGB3, how you doing? I'm good. Gang, gang, bitch. You fucking run up on the wrong motherfucking crew, dumbass. What an idiot. What a moron. What are you thinking? He thought he was going to come in and pick on this little bitty sports website. and He thought he was going to come in big swinging dick. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck down immediately. I'm I don't back. understand I'm what he was. I don't know. understand what what this guy was thinking so for for those of you who need context because maybe you don't have access to um the the part of the board where we talk about nil things um there is a guy who has a website that we're not even gonna plug on the podcast fuck that website so he he read our article that danny davis shout out danny um awesome go read the article go read everything that he writes give him all the, the uh, wrote about us. He reached out to Danny Davis and was like, "Hey, I want to talk to these Burnends guys." And this is pretty normal. We've had yeah. a lot of people reach out to us, and as long as they're doing something related to Texas, we'll kind of like help them and maybe guide them a little bit. And I thought that was going to be what this was: is how can I help? How can I, you know, pay players at Texas with this thing that I'm doing? And so uh, we go back and forth for a bit in emails. And I, you know, say, okay, whatever. I've been busy. I'll give you a call. And I was on a, a call on, on the way to our Death Star meeting um, to, to, to do, like, big shit with NIL. And I call this guy. And he answers. And, you know, we shoot the shit for a little bit. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like a normal conversation. It's, it seems like the conversation that I'm now kind of used to having because of burn-ins where people reach out, they get advice about NIL and uh, like how to do things. And uh, in the middle of this conversation, like I'm in the middle of talking, this guy just like interrupts me and he's like, I mean, would you like want to put your burn-ins thing? Like, would, would you just put that on my website? And I was like, why, why would I do that? Like, why would why? I put this on your website? And he was like, well, I mean, um, I've got this intellectual property and I, I just like, it would just be a lot easier if you rolled it in. And I was like, a lot easier for what? <laughs> and then he was like, uh, so I've got um, intellectual property and I've, I've actually patented um, what you're doing with burning. <laughs> I just laugh at this guy. I just laugh at this guy because he's a fucking idiot. Right? I had just told him, I had just asked like earlier in the conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, so you've already been in contact with compliance at uh, this university and, and some other ones? And he was like, no. 
why do I need to talk to why, clients? And I'm like, why would he? Are you fucking retarded, dude? You can't just pay fucking players, you stupid fuck. Like, you dumb motherfucker. You can't pay players. Just, like, walk up to him and be like, here's a check. Here's uh, money. You know, it's all legal. I, I, I checked with lawyers. It's legal. That's not how this works at all. At and all. So, and so immediately after this guy, like, lets me know that he has no fucking idea what's going on, threatens me with his intellectual property that he's patented. You know, NIL. It's not a patent. Crowdfunding thing. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? And so then I just, like, laughed at him. And I was like, like, so you, you patented subscription websites on the internet? You patented Netflix taking everybody's yeah. money, like, monthly. And so I, I just stopped talking, right? Um, and... You know, he he asked if I was there, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm still here." And <laughs> I'm then listening. He was like, For "The inevitable well, lawsuit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where where are we going with this? And so he keeps talking, and he's like, "Oh, I thought this was gonna, you know, the the defense of the intellectual property. I knew it was gonna happen one day, but I thought it was gonna be with a much larger entity." And it's like, bro, you don't even know what the fuck you just stepped into. Number one. <laughs> Just because I'm not a Fortune 500 company doesn't mean you just didn't step into some deep, deep shit. Um, and so he continues, and he's like, "Yeah, but you know, if if you don't just like roll it in to to this thing, um, you know, if we can't figure out how to do it amicably, then I'm just going to have to send a cease and desist." And then and he was like, "So what do you think?" And I said, "Good luck, bro." <laughs> good luck, bud. Good yeah. luck, bro. Yeah, good luck, bud. Yeah, yeah. Good good luck, bud. Luck. He didn't and realize. So this guy didn't realize he just stepped not into a hornet's nest. It's a hornet's nest that had just been drinking natty lights for <laughs> for days. Like <laughs> a drunk hornet's nest that of people that just want to be petty and and just ruin things that you you love. <laughs> is is what our goal is at this point because petty oh, certainly yeah. is the hey, best. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't get it twisted, bro. If you're listening to this fucking podcast, number one, go fuck your face, yeah. right? Go fuck yourself, you stupid, slimy piece of shit. Trying to fucking sue people who are paying players and being altruistic about it, not taking any fucking money. We're not making any money off of actively this. losing no money. Fucking sponsorship. There's none of that. All of this money is going directly to the players. And you want to fucking sue people? You want to take money out of fucking players' hands? Fuck you, you stupid piece of shit. Number one. Number two, we know fucking everything about everything. You. Everything. Everything. We know fucking everything. Enjoy your mail the next couple of days is all I will say. I don't uh, know. Also, also uh, just let us know. What you learn about cats? Yeah, imagine, imagine how many you know, you know, Persian short hair facts this guy is currently learning because he decided to send us a cease and desist letter. Okay. He hasn't said it yet. He's just talking a bunch of shit because apparently, what we have since learned since we have actually figured out everything fucking about you, you everything. Everything. Uh, you, know, you, haven't filed, you haven't filed dick for a patent, you <laughs> stupid fuck. You dumb motherfucker. You haven't even filed shit. And guess what? Your fucking trademark is expired. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. You dumb bitch. You, you, this guy 
thought he was dealing with just the run of the mill. He thought it was just us two. He thought for sure. Well, he thought it was. He thought it was. Um, I mean, he thought it was what UT compliance thought, right? Just two yeah. drunk assholes on the two drunk right? assholes. Which we are, but guess what? We have the power of infinity lawyers behind us and a bunch of petty fucking assholes. And guess what? Everybody is mad. Everybody is really kind of pissed off that you're trying to steal from these fucking players, you you obnoxious fucking buffoon. He's he's actively trying to take money out of a walk on Nathaniel Hatter's fucking hands right now because he wants to be a petty patent troll bitch and all i have to say is fuck your face yourself or i'm gonna fuck it for you buddy <laughs> <laughs> all right um so uh enough with the gangster shit um hey you know what we can get more gangster if we want to and hey i dare him to escalate it do it hey yeah, do it, listen to this fucking do it do it i hope you're listening to this do it you you have you know no what the idea. Funniest part is, you know what the funniest part is? Is the thing that he thinks, even if he has some magical fucking bullshit yeah, way to patent things, because he, he knows how to bribe people in the patent office or whatever the fuck. I actually don't give a shit. The funniest part about this whole thing is he has zero idea how any of this is structured because we've intentionally been very, very obscure about how we've structured this deal. But guess what, buddy? It's not even fucking crowdfunding, you stupid piece close, of shit. Dumb idiot. Hey, hey, and here's something else. Here's something else. You might want to take down that video, that cute little fucking stick figure video, um, because it's, well, actually, it's probably too late, because I already sent it to the NCAA, because, um, I'm sorry, these two drunk assholes know NIL law better than basically anybody on the fucking planet at this point, and you have violated so many NIL laws with your cute little fucking stick figures. You cannot, cannot use the NIL to influence recruitments. And guess what your little cute video says? It's literally pay players or you're going to lose recruitments. Your recruit will not sign here. That is an NIL violation, and the NCAA now knows about it. And if you would like to just keep getting fucking hyped on this, we can. Bring your game. Yeah, you're you're about knee-deep in shit right now. We can make it fucking neck-deep, and we can go over the head if you want. So keep it up, bud. Uh, cease and desist my finger up your fucking ass. We're going to turn your fucking website into a scat page like we did Shaggy. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, so, uh, you know, channel channel the hate. Wait, wait, wait. Channel One last thing. One last thing. His, his, his website says, hey, we've received over $100,000 in donations so far. It all came from his fucking daddy. It all came from his goddamn daddy. His daddy, legitimate, legitimately, his <laughs> biological father, who he absolutely calls daddy, because he's a sweet boy. That's his sweet boy. That's why I'm giving you $100,000 to put into your cute little your little website. $100,000. The rest, all added up, doesn't even amount to $1,000. We generated that within an hour of the burn ends, of our drunk asses coming up with the burn ends, because you didn't come up for shit. You have no idea how the NIL works. You don't know how the fucking world works because your goddamn fucking daddy pays for everything in your goddamn life, you piece of fucking shit. Rant over. All right. Channel <laughs> channel the hatred. Channel the hatred. We are a little bit extra amped up. We are a little bit extra amped up because fuck OU and fuck the state of Oklahoma. We're coming to Dallas, bitches, and you better be fucking ready. Hey, it's 10, 13 p.m., 
and oh, you still suck. <laughs> we are coming, and they don't they don't want it this year. This year, they're not ready. They don't want it. I mean, they're I watched coming. the Spencer Rattler interview, and you uh, rattled. He, he he didn't he didn't seem like he wanted anything. Hey, his the fans are still chanting for Caleb Williams at this point. They don't even have a quarterback. You're not uh, seeing Texas fans chant for Casey or Hudson. No way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, if you live under a fucking rock, we play Oklahoma in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl on Saturday at 11 a.m. Game day will be there to get in to for with signs or anything to cheer with the game day crowd. You have to be inside the State Fair before 8 a.m. Central Time. So make sure that you get there by 7.45, 7.50, uh, whatever plans you have. If you're trying to you know, take a sign, I will probably be there and try and have a, a burn end sign or at least a burn ends flag if we can get it. And uh, we'll see you guys there. Also, tomorrow from 5 o'clock on until basically, you know, we've today, today, if you're listening to this. Yeah, today. Probably. Driving Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's going to be Lee Harvey tonight, five to whenever, and then maybe we'll take that show on the road and just kind of like, you know, make a night out of it. Because guess what? Coach Steve Sarkeesian fucking gets it, right? He gets it with rivalry games. He was up talking to the students, and he was saying, there's two ways you can go about, you know, showing up on Saturday. You can sleep in and, and you know, go to bed early on Friday night, and then you can get up bright and early, get to the fair, get to game day with your signs, do all that thing, um, and then go and, and get inside the stadium at, you know, 9, 9.15 and root for the guys as they're doing warm-ups and run through the tunnel for the first time in the stadium. Get all that done and, and do it right in the student section. Or you can stay out all fucking night and show up for the game and be fucking loud. That's the whole point. Just drink till. That's the point of the early games that people don't understand. If you're going, just you just drink till. I mean, that's 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 the whole point. And then you just sleep it off after. That's the point of a hotel room in, in, in Dallas. You don't need one Friday night. You just need one Saturday night. So you can roll out afterwards and just sleep. I don't even have play. a hotel room. I'm just going to fucking go to the RV lot and fucking Gabe. on board. <laughs> Gabe, where you at, buddy? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go find a, a, a similar looking to Wula Horns RV and just fucking walk in. Hey, and you know what? I mean, I kind of miss it a little bit. Like I miss, I don't remember ever sleeping in the RV. Like we definitely slept. I remember waking up in the RV. I don't ever remember like actively saying, okay, done toast. Like, let's go to sleep. Um, and the RV and I kind of miss it. It's like, it's a little home. You know, it, it was cold as shit still. I'm still like still shivering to my fucking spine over how cold it was in, in that damn RV overnight. Brutal. Uh, so in in typical and traditional Surly Horns slash whatever this community has been called for so many names, uh, every year we have the Texas OU thread of hate-filled haiku. <laughs> you got some good ones? Oh, yeah. So, here we go. Texas will kick ass while they choke on dicks and meth. 
all the live long day. It's <laughs> good. It's good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, two things are for sure. No field grackles in Dallas. Texas stomps OU. That's <laughs> good. It's good. It's good. Which oh, we can get into the Aggie stuff here in a minute because so good God. This is so good. Inbred albino. QB1 Spencer Radler. Oh, liquor of taints. <laughs> what a what an unfortunate looking human that guy is, huh? That guy is just he is not he's he's just not somebody you want to look at a lot. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. Oh man. Uh I like this one. Um Radler is rattled. Bijan has no fucks to give. Take the loss, pussies. <laughs> Still lives on. Yeah, maybe okay. we might need. Okay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully on Sunday we're gonna have a new uh, site motto. Just take the lost pussies again. Oh man, uh, yeah, we we are definitely gonna be changing the site motto one way or another because um, this is just not gonna cut it. It's just not going to cut it after the OU game. It's either going to be extreme elation or extreme depression. One way or the other. Uh, everybody at Surly Horns knows that you need to overreact to everything that happens. 100%. Uh, by the minute. By the minute. And we are certainly, definitely not the most reactionary podcast that's ever existed, but we definitely are. <laughs> we are very overreactionary. We just went on a rant for 15 minutes about cease and desist letter. That means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. But also, fuck that guy. I could get back on this. We could do another 15 minutes of just me telling tell this guy to go fuck himself if we want. Oh, man. Okay. I, I, I like this one. Um, Boomer Sooner plays. Don't they know another song? Fuck you, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's it's incredible. So if you have a hate-filled haiku, don't forget to post it in the thread all the way up until kick during the game. If you come up with some brilliance, let the hate flow through you and through your fingertips onto the keyboard and onto Surly Horns. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I'm so I'm so fucking amped up for this game, man. Me I watched I, I, earlier earlier today. I linked it in the OU sucks game week thread. I watched the 2005 Texas OU game earlier today. And oh yeah, I'm I'm just fucking rock hard. This is the this is the game I've most looking forward to since I want to say it's got to be LSU. This is I've I've never looked forward to a game more than. This one, besides LSU, maybe the Sugar Bowl, the only the, in recent memory, those are those are the only games I can think of. You know, I mean, yeah, I, it, it has to be LSU game because it is it it feels we're a, we're a three point underdog for some un ungodly reason. So FBI, I have a rule. FBI has Oklahoma as a four point. Uh, yeah, but, which but seems everyone else right. from a gambling perspective. Seems to have Texas as a, a, a minus three underdog, which and I don't get know, it. And and everybody keeps pointing at history. Um, you know the the TCU game, which we'll get into. Everybody talked about, oh, they've lost so many out of the last so many. They've done who cares? That was Tom Herman. Like, are you kidding me? Who gives a shit? Like history. That's one thing I've never understood. 
was everybody takes, oh, well, the Astros don't play the Cardinals very well. It's like, well, yeah, when they were in the NL Central 10 fucking years ago, who gives a shit about now? Just because it's a different piece of cloth doesn't mean, or it's the same piece of cloth, doesn't mean that there's, you know, some kind of magical, mystical thing behind it. It's like us losing to Kansas State during, you know, Charlie and, and Mac. It's like, well, it it doesn't matter. Those are different teams. Those guys graduated 30 fucking years ago. Like, it's... Even TCU, it's like those same fuckers. TCU, have we, uh, we, we, you know, everybody's saying, "Oh, OU Texas." It's the closest game in the last out of the last, uh, I guess, seven or eight years that they've played the game. It's the only game that has had every meeting decided by one score or less, meaning eight points yeah. or less. And all of that does not matter because this Saturday, OU is getting blown the fuck. I legitimately and like tweet this at freezing cold takes or whatever the fuck on Twitter. I legitimately like the more I think about it, it's this is it's not a make or break game for for Sark. It's first fucking year, but it's a make or break for this year, obviously. But I I just think it's going to be a fucking blowout. I think we're going to destroy them. I don't think they're good on offense. I think they have a good defensive team or a decent defensive team, but I don't think that matters. Bijan's better than any player on their team. Rattler fucking sucks ass. Our offense is better than their defense, and our defense is probably similar to their offense. I think it's a fucking blowout. I think it's... I have a rule. I never bet on my team. I have enough emotionally invested. I don't bet on the Astros. I, you know, I don't bet on the Horns. I just, I don't bet on my team because I have already enough invested. The last thing I want to do is if my team loses, I get kicked in the fucking nuts. I broke that rule last year, last week. So I broke it because TC, they covered because I thought they were going to win by 80. And guess what? Plus three bet in the fucking house. Like, Hey, I might need Gabe Winslow um, because I might bet my entire. I might take out a second fucking mortgage and bet it on Texas plus three. <laughs> All right, so other news is still football related, but we'll get back to both the TCU breakdown and then do a full breakdown of what our expectations are for the yeah. OU game. Here's the right. Here's the right transition. It's speaking of buttholes getting fingered. <laughs> Urban Meyer is back in the news. <laughs> wow. So, like, one of the very first podcasts, like, if you go back years on the Surly Horns podcast, before RGB3, when it was just me and Black Lab, uh, one of the first podcasts we did, I talked about how much I fucking hated Urban Meyer and how much he was a piece of shit at Ohio State. Uh, turns out, he is still a piece of shit. And it's just really stupid what he did. So instead of, so people may not follow the NFL again, let's catch them up really quick. So they had a Thursday night game in Cincinnati, which they played very close and were going to win and then found a way to lose. Which bad teams do. Yeah. That's what bad teams do. That's what horribly coached teams do. He couldn't adjust in the second half. They were whipping the shit out of him. And then Charlie Strong got, is on that staff. Just throwing that got, out there. It looked like a Charlie out. Strong they got, team. They got blowed out. They got blowed out in the second half. And it just got fucked, right? So in the presser, he is like, he knows the end is near, right? I mean, he he knows he's fucked. I that thought was he was a winnable game. 
that was a winnable game. They should have won it. That was all coaching, and and they really fucked. They, he screwed the pooch pretty bad. So, what does a coach do that has just screwed the pooch and feels bad and says he needs to win back the locker room and there's a bunch of hurt people? Finger that a milk. Coach, <laughs> that coach does not. That coach goes back, gets on the team bus, gets on the, the fucking private jet that they have to go fly their ass back to Jacksonville, and then they have their debrief and whatever else because it's a little bit of a long weekend and you need to recover, but you also need to kind of lick those wounds and really address yeah, it. Yeah, it's an extra bye week. It's like an extra half bye week. So should be what Urban Meyer decides to do is instead of getting on that plane, he's like, nah, fuck it. You guys go back. I'm cool. I'm going to stay here in Ohio because everybody loves me in Ohio. But and when I say was, everybody loves me, I mean everybody loves me. The right? reason was because he wanted to spend time with his grandkids. Uh, and so quotes, that was the excuse. Grandkids. Yeah. Which really might be means trying to make more sugar baby. <laughs> it was absolutely a sugar baby situation because not only what it, so after you know he loses the game, tells everybody, "Hey, I want to stay behind for my grandkids." I guess I, I'm sure Shelly still lives probably in Ohio or was at least there at the game, but he goes to a bar and it's not a it's not just like a bar where it's like you or I would go to get a draft beer and watch football and like this was like a nightclub almost like there are purple fucking dancing what strobe lights bar? and shit yeah oh it was he his bar. bar oh shit I didn't even realize that oh my god this is a, this adds another layer oh you haven't seen the picture the picture above the bar that's like looking like you know it looks down at you over the bar is a picture of him and Shelly embraced and like kissing. <laughs> I haven't even seen that. Oh my God. That added a whole nother layer to this. Cause all I saw was his, him on Snapchat, just fingering some blue jeans. And, and I'm not even trying guys like, you know, my wife is probably listening to this right now and I'm not wife. I'm not even trying to be graphic. This man lifted this lady up through her blue jeans just straight gooch grab just. Well, we didn't know that at first at first the video that came out that was leaked was a very very clearly wasted wasted fucking trashed Toast. urban meyer toasted like, super toasted urban meyer glazed this, over yeah this really hot 20 something young 20 maybe older 18 you know i don't know something oh, i thought she was older 20, I, I, I 18 was 24 year old and uh she is just grinding away but he doesn't have his hands around he has his hands kind of like in between and and i you know for a second i was like look this guy is just fucking checked out he's drunk and he's just kind of fucking getting i wouldn't tell the girl to go away either but i he clearly didn't look like he was uh, he wasn't like staring at her ass or anything in the video. The first one, but it was bad enough to where everybody's like fucking not at home with your wife and everybody freaks out, whatever. And it all seems to blow over and it all seems to be fine. He issues an apology and the apology is seemingly like accepted uh, because this is all before Monday still. Right. This is all shit show happening, whatever. He has a little brief presser where he just talks about how it's unacceptable and he needs to do better and regain everybody's trust, whatever the fuck he says. And then, and then, 
somebody released another video. Hey, Mike Pereira, let's go to the alternate view and see if this was a fumble. Oh, it looks like Urban is uh, digging in this girl's pants, this blue jeans, trying to find some buried treasure. Or <laughs> it and, was and the caption, great the caption from this girl's Snapchat is LOL. Did somebody really get a video of Urban fingering my butthole? Straight up, that was not us making that's a real caption. That's a real that's a real caption from a real human from a real situation. And that guy was almost uh, arguably should have been accepted the offer, the head coach of the Texas football team. So should have been. And and uh, it's his dumbass decision that he didn't. He could be making right now, he could be watching Casey Thompson throw touchdown passes and riding Bijan to death while just waltzing through the Big Twelve. Um instead he chose to be in charge of an O oh, and I guess now 17, O oh, and 17 football team. Um, <laughs> they're, not they're, seven, they're, five, they're, they're about to be O and 17. I mean, they're, oh, they're, 17. yeah, they're, they're, they're about to be an they're O and 17 lose the bye week. They're going to lose the bye week. No, 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 there's 17 games now. It's an 18, 18 week schedule. Remember? Oh my God. Yeah. So like yeah. you can't even go eight and eight anymore. You can go nine and eight or eight and nine. So, oh, man. So, 0-17 team. The first in history. He's going to make history the first 0-17 coach the NFL. And he's going to ruin Trevor Lawrence at the same time. So, that's fun. I don't know. I, he's unruinable. But Urban Meyer is uh, a fucking idiot. I, he so was wearing an Ohio State pullover, too. It's like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, what is... You're, you're in your old fucking stomping grounds. You're fucking chasing young pussy and i feel bad for the this girl we're not gonna say her name because she doesn't really you know, throw shelly shade shelly no, no, no. shelly meyer jr this girl has the name of a state and it's weird and i i guess apparently she's, she, is, she is not taking this very well um oh. which is a bummer it's a bummer but you know yeah. sometimes you gotta break a few eggs to throw a bunch of shit in the trash. Yeah, I was about to say, break a few eggs so you can just realize that you got the shell in the pan and you just have to dump the entire pan into the trash can. Because that's exactly what's happening at this point. Because it's, and and it's, this isn't like a one-time thing at this point. Like, he hired the Iowa guy that said the N-word. Like, that was number one. Like, that's strike number one. Uh, strike number two, you hired Charlie Strong to do anything. Immediate strike, strike number two, and then I mean, I feel like they're like I feel like I'm. Oh yeah, Tim Tebow. He fucking he, he paid Tim Tebow money to play in the preseason. Like we're on. This is strike three, four, five. Like this is bad. And he could have just been making twelve million dollars a year at Texas and just telling, hey, Casey Thompson, hand the ball to Bijan fifty eight times a game uh, and winning the Big Twelve. Speaking of coaches that are sensitive to number of carries, uh, sweaty, sweaty Fatterson uh, is a fucking idiot, number one. Not a good coach anymore, stupid motherfucker. Number two, their team just got spanked. And I know that it didn't feel that way when you were watching the game. I know that it didn't feel that way like spanked. while while everything was happening and in the aftermath. But you go and you rewatch that game, and they they there was 
they weren't even in it, right? No, nope. they, they were not even in it. The it was really unfortunate that the Longhorns could not capitalize in what Sark calls the red area. I think it's hilarious. I hate the that. Red zone. I hate it. The red yeah. zone. So, um, you know, lots of three, lots of threes, lots of threes, and yep. lots of threes that probably should have been sevens. Um, I'm not so salty about the 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 fourth down all the way down at the end. Um, I wasn't. Really I loved paranoid it. That I go for it lose. every time. You tell me, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, Bijan Robinson has to get half a yard to win you the game in a fucking blowout at that point. Hundred percent, I go for that. Yeah, you go for the, you go for the blowout. You go for the, that was a that was the blowout, right? That was the blowout of that was the blowout after they'd left nineteen points on the field. Yeah, they left nineteen yep. points on the field from field goals. That's like that's a lot. And not only that, but like Xavier Worthy dropping passes, which he never does. Like he had one that was just a walk into the end zone that he dropped. He had like a 40 yard bomb he dropped. Like there were, there were so many points left on the field. And what, you know, what is making me sleep easy at night was I think this is the dud. I think this was, even though we won, we won, in my opinion, convincingly. Besides, you know, after they go down for the 99 yards, I was sweating a little bit for the last, you know, moments of the game but then you have Bijan it just doesn't fucking matter but I think this is the you know hey this didn't go right this didn't go right this didn't go right but we still eked out a win that we used to see it with fucking Mac you know like oh hey and Dominican Sue we just can't block this big motherfucker you know but we still eked out a win like that's that's this kind of game because it's still an away game it's again that against that bitch titty motherfucker, Gary Patterson. And, and we still came out with the win. And in my opinion, like yours, it was pretty convincing. I mean, if you take all, you know, say you take half those field goals and turn those into touchdowns, we're talking about a 45 to 22 or whatever the fuck win. Oh, it was a blowout. It was a blowout. The scoreboard didn't reflect it. It wasn't like what happened with OU and Kansas state. Cause that was right. not a blowout. And that was, Sure, did they score kind of in garbage time? I mean, they were an onside kick away from winning that game. Same with Tulane. They were a fourth down play away from Tulane tying it up and, and probably winning the fucking game. Yeah. And and so one thing that I want to be very clear about is if you were in the game thread at all, you probably remember me being like, call the motherfucking defensive timeout. What the fuck? Call the defensive timeout. Sark acknowledged in his presser that he should have fucking called that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was completely justified in my freaking out because I saw it. I saw it. It was so obvious. They were off. They like needed just a tempo change. They needed like a, a little bit of just a, a break in the game to really just get back on solid footing and, and, and get it going. It didn't matter in the end, but it would have been nice. That sack fumble was sick. That was sick. Anthony Cook hit the fucking shit out he, of that guy. And then he picks it up. And he, picks it up. he picks it up. I, I thought he was going to score. I, honestly, I thought he, he probably should have scored. Kind of if, if, he kind of tripped on himself yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The, the only thing you texted me during the game is just, I am mad. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad. Because you knew it was supposed to be a blowout, and it should have been a blowout. Uh, yeah, I, everybody was like, why are you mad? And I was like, well, it's really hard to score 80 if you only have... <laughs> Right, it's really hard to score eighty if you have less than twenty or whatever it was in the first half. Yeah, I don't even remember. But uh, just top line stats for the game: 
Bijan Robinson, 35 carries, 216, and a touchdown. So he, uh, he's he's you know he's in New York at this point for the Heisman ceremony. I mean, he's just going to be. He is. He so you know people keep throwing comparisons on him. I I don't know. He's the first Bijan Robinson at this point. The only person I can even kind of like kind of come close with the vision, the escapability. Arian Foster reminds me a lot of that, but. You know, they have the same kind of agility, the quickness, the explosion burst, burst and vision. You know, I, I, I see a lot of Arian Foster, his ability to miss tackles and and, you know, everybody kind well, of it's weird. About. It's weird. You can take the, the I think the unique thing about Bijan that nobody can express in words and I'm going to try to is it doesn't matter if you completely stop his momentum because he's if he has one foot on the ground, he can regain full momentum yep. without a step. You it, saw that on the game. It's a, yeah, yeah, one foot plant and he's full speed. And yep. I think that's what helps him get so many yards after contact is even after contact, as long as he can regain a toe's worth of balance on one foot, he can projectile himself forward. Yep. I mean, that's what you saw in the game winning play when we needed six yards and it he was he was not going down before he got the fucking six yards. He was going he was not going down without getting the first down. There was, only, there was only one part of the game where he was totally gassed. Uh, oh, he was totally, totally gassed. Totally and it's gassed. when they put Roshan in whenever they they got to the goal line um, and, and right before the I think it was right before the fourth and, and one try, but they, they pulled him out for that basically entire series. Yeah. Um, and, and at the end of that run, he was, just, you could tell he was just, he just ran out of gas and he just got out of bounds. Um, hey, and you know what? Bijan, take a couple of ice baths because I know for a fact, if we, we gave him 35 carries and then Gary Patterson fucking bitched. Oh, Zach Evans only had 15. Sorry. I'll ran the play that won the game. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking stupid? I would never, I would never run somebody that I wanted to keep for four years, you five times. And it's like, oh yeah, what about that time that you ran Ladamian Tomlinson an average of thirty-seven times a game in in two thousand? You just conveniently forget that, you stupid fuck. Yeah, and then and and what's what's hilarious about this to me is he acts all high and mighty. Now, oh, I would never do that to Zach Evans. I'm sorry. It wasn't Zach Evans that was doing that. Or it wasn't you that was doing that. It was Zach Evans. He kept tapping out every fucking play. It was like, you know, he'd run twice and it's like tap out, tap out, tap out. And guess what? Hey, Sweaty Gary, I'm just going to give you a fucking spoiler alert. He doesn't give a fuck about your program. He doesn't give a fuck about you. All he wants to do is make the NFL and make as much money as we as he possibly can, you know, and I can't even hate him for that. And do you, do I think that Zach Evans plays another year at TCU? I don't no, think no so. way. He's in the transfer portal for sure. He's, he's gone. hundred percent. I, I, I hope he comes to Texas. I mean, he's a great, he's a great running back, but, but he's also, a piece um, of it, so. Yeah, I mean, he seems to turn things around, right? He's still staying shit. out of trouble. Hey, last last thing on the TCU game. If I have to hear one more fucking comment about Zach Evans blocking, I'm going to pistol whip somebody. I swear to God. That's all they could talk about was, oh, wow, Zach Evans with another block. It's like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. It's him doing what he's supposed to do. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I. Whew. Brutal. All right. Wait, do we know? No, who I mean, this, this is a hate-filled game? podcast, right? I mean, this is some, hate, some hate, aggressive, hate, aggressive hate, shit. Hate, hate, hate. And um, 
And there's something else I hate, and I just have to get it off my chest. Do because it. This, this also happened after the TCU game. Thankfully, to both of us. Thankfully, the Longhorns won. Otherwise, this, this wedding on a college football Saturday would not have been nearly as fun. But it was a fun wedding. Uh, There's plenty of Horns fans there that uh, you know know that I'm a, a pretty big fan. So there was some stuff to talk about. We all, I was already pretty toasted when I got there and the party continued. But why do people get married in like, like the, especially with the like team that pretty much everybody that you know roots for has a game that Saturday. There's other Saturday, right? There's bye weeks. There's all kinds. I get, you know, you want to get married in the fall. That's great. I understand that. Get married on a fucking Friday. Get married on a Sunday. Sunday. Yep. There's no rule that you have to get married on a Saturday, and especially college football Saturday. So it's funny. We both went to weddings this past Saturday night. So my wedding was in College Station. Shout out, Jordan. You're listening to this. I know. Just know I'm still mad. In College Station. They're not even Aggies. So I had to drive up to College Station. My wife had a baby shower, which that's another tangent we can go on of who's, you know, first of all, how dare you have a child during football season? It's just rude. You I'm know, guilty. yeah, guilty I told my wife before Terrible. we got pregnant that we were we were at the OBGYN or you better hold the, it. The, the, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I told her I she was like, is there any time that you don't want to have the baby? And I was like, football season. She yeah. was like, all right, well, don't do the stuff that you need to be doing, in the, like, <laughs> you know, January to March time frame. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And you fucked anyway, up. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I had a child that was born uh, in November, so you can do the oh, math that, on that. November's not as bad. October yeah, is... Yeah, it is. It's the fucking worst. It's the it's, worst. October's worse. October's worse in my opinion. Yeah, my wife was nine months pregnant for the Michigan-Notre Dame game that we were supposed to go to, so she couldn't go. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah my kids are July and August birthday, so I'm good there. Wedding was in April. Good there. Birthdays are in April. There's nothing between me and just maximum football content on my eyeballs. That's the name of the game right there. But yeah, speaking of weddings, so not only that, so my wife has a baby shower. I have to drive up to College Station. Um, I wore I wore um, Byron Vaughn's um, UT jacket that I bought from Mother Hustler. <laughs> now is now a smoking jacket. Yeah, it is now a smoking slash drinking jacket because um, drinking jackets do exist. Um, so I wore that up there into the 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 belly of the beast, whilst one of the greatest things that has ever happened. Oh happened. shit! I forgot you were th- you were in the city that that happened in, and full. So the couple themselves weren't Aggies. But there were plenty of them there, and it was so funny. There weren't any, so it's a new. Wait, the wedding venue. was happening during the game, or just immediately following? During the game. During the game, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like during the game. So, like, I'm like I'm watching it on my phone mid ceremony, and then like halftime, we're eating, and then after that, there were no TVs in this entire wedding venue. I can't even name the place. It was some kind of winery place, whatever. It's like outside of Brian. But afterwards, you can see everybody kind of had their phones propped up, and then okay, I don't care. I don't care that it was great. That they, 
I don't care that they are not Aggie fans or whatever, but number one, like this is a this is a super double extra fuck up. You cannot you can't have the fucking wedding in a town where the only thing that's going on is a really big football game. And what's crazy, and so everybody had to so you could park at the wedding, but your vehicle had to be gone by eight AM on the next day. So if you want to come and get drunk and Uber home, you could. But because it was a college football Saturday and it, the end of the wedding was literally the end of the game, like dialed up was the end of the game. People were buying like $180 Ubers and splitting it between people because Uber was so like backed up and then they got shit faced. Then they had to take another Uber back to the venue, which is like 15 miles away uh, just Jordan, to get their cars. Jordan, but, hey, I didn't. I, Hey, I actually was a responsible adult and I drove there and I drove back and I was fine. I only had like three whiskeys. We're good. All right. So, um, <laughs> Don't have fucking weddings on Saturdays in college football. It's it's really simple. I'm never going to choose your fucking wedding over <laughs> even a team that I kind of like remotely don't care about. So, but hey, don't do it. We do need to talk about poor Aggie. Poor Aggie. They thought for sure college game day was going to be in their town. AM Bama, they have the the visitor list out the fucking ass for this game. And they know. They just fucking know. They are about to get stomped. They are about, about to get decommit city. <laughs> oh my god. Who so I mean we'll get to Brennan Thompson here in a minute, but first of all, it's the most unwatchable offense I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it's literally CJ Spiller and good fucking luck. The defense has been all hyped, but when your quarterback goes three and out every single fucking series, you're not going to get anything going with that. So at that point, what are you really going to rely on? And it, it, the answer, folks, is nothing. They have nothing. They have an outdated offense. They have a weird fucking cult. Oh, my God. We haven't even... I'm, this, this might be a three-hour podcast, folks, because I have watched the A&M... Midnight yell, yell leader guy. Oh, man. Before the Mississippi State game. Before about the Mississippi State game. About the, you know, the Mississippi State classic stock or whatever. Well, I'll drop the video in there because I've watched the classic stock video 30 fucking times. I can't get enough of it in my, just in my soul. I need to just, just off of it like Shang Tsung sucking a soul out. It didn't is Kyle Umlang, didn't he say recruits commit to this? <laughs> right? Why how, how recruits earth, commit to this? Why on earth would you legitimately go to a place that just has that person oh, near and, you? And and who knew that Thu Jones drawing of Cletus was Dead a real on. fucking person? Dead on. <laughs> a real this he's real he's a real fucking person they're src croquis <laughs> they get their src croquis god damn it how much do you think it would cost for us to get that guy to do a live action remake of thu jones uh, i would i would imagine flashlight, like, flashlight and all i i would i would imagine probably just some food stamps and i think he would more than <laughs> 
We <laughs> get him a tractor supply gift card. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, it it is really about to be a very shitty place. This is supposed to be Texas A and M's breakout season, top this ten ranked preseason. Year. Supposed to break into the playoffs. They got snubbed last year in the worst fucking schedule they've ever fucking played. Got nobody teams and were butthurt about not getting in. And this year they are absolute dog shit. And it has nothing to do with just the quarterback. The oh, quarterback is not that great. He's not playing awesome. But their offensive line is total dog shit. Right. They have a really good. They have a really good running back. They have a. They don't have like a Bijan running back, but they have a really good. And they cannot have any type of production from this guy because the offensive line is terrible. And this defense that was supposed to just be murderers row is just getting scored on. They have scorched. An, they have an outdated offense. They have it, my favorite thing about all of this is Jimbo. The past two games. Which, first of all, they were talking all that shit after we lost to Arkansas. And then the very next week, they got fucking smacked. And then the next week, they got fucking smacked. And guess what's about to happen this week? Can't even call it a smacking. It's what Urban Meyer did to those jeans. It is is a full-on blasting. And... Jimbo runs just one of the worst offense, one of the worst, least exciting offenses I've ever seen, ever. And you could say SEC football. That's like a Big Ten offense at best. He looks okay, like so he 37, wants to. 37-0 to is what Alabama did to Arkansas. Oh. And and I, I think Arkansas is a bad team, right? I don't think they're a good team. I think they're and fine. I think A&M's a terrible team, right? So I, I, I think. Six and six. They're six it's and sixteen. Well, it's been it's been a really long time since AM has been shut out at home. Oh and can Oof. can we Oof. can we beat OU and have AM be shut out at home in the same weekend? Chef's kiss. That's three weekends in a row. People will fucking overdose. Everybody will be ghost of, right? Everybody will be ghost of. It'll be ghost of RGB3, ghost of Imamac, ghost of everybody. Because we will yeah. all overdose on just, just absolute bliss. We'll just we'll just seed into the heavens of some sort. We will just float into the ether forever. I promise. I will promise you guys this: we will not be sober. But Saturday night, if A and M gets absolutely mud stomped more than twenty five, and Texas wins against OU, we will have at least a five minute podcast drop live reaction just of the sheer beauty of what occurred because i think it will the chances are that it absolutely will oh my god i'll be so fucking beautiful oh i don't know i don't know when i i don't know when the, i'm i'm having to look this up I, i'll i'll figure out the stat and post it in the thread I don't know when the last time that they were shut out at home was but i'm fucking let's let's see it alabama uh, two shutouts in a row. Alabama's trying to make statements too, everybody, right? There, there's a lot of recruits that are between Alabama and Texas A&M at this game. They want to mud hole the fuck out of A&M. They're not going to let them have any mercy points at the end of the game. And Jimbo so, was talking see, that shit. They do. Talking Jimbo, that shit. 
Jimbo was talking that shit. Jimbo was saying shit like, oh, we're going to beat Alabama. We're going to be a Nick Saban doesn't forget. Nick Saban is a is fucking assassin, man. Nick Saban is a he he's a he's a motherfucker. And he doesn't forget that at all. It's the same deal with, you know, his deal with his assistants where it's like no assistant will okay. ever beat Nick Saban. Okay. So I did just find something that's super interesting. So Texas A&M, the last time they were shut out at home was 1971. I need it. I need it in my soul. I need a 77 to zero, a 77 to zero. Oh my God. That would be so good. I would die. Um, it, it would be. We have to show this. You you need you need more server space. Seventy seven to zero. You would need more servers because holy <laughs> shit, we would oh. have to file a cease and desist on Nick Saban. Like, hey, that's enough, buddy. Like, <laughs> that's you're enough, good. Buddy. You could have gone for a hundred. Like, you're good. <laughs> okay, so moving on from poor Aggie on to. The premier matchup of the weekend, period, end of story. There is no game greater than this this weekend. College game day knows it. You know it. We know it. Big Noon Kickoff knows it. Everybody fucking knows it. And if you're not in Dallas, figure out a way to get to Dallas. You don't have to go into the stadium to make an impact on the game. You can be at the fair, making lots of noise, being rowdy showing your support for your team and it is a great time if you have never been to the game in dallas it is an experience like no other. i can't wait i can't wait it's going to be awesome to watch uh unfortunately i'm not going to make it up to dallas but um it is going to be a awesome experience and especially this is the first time you know even last year i feel like people went in not confident you know we weren't it was still Tom Herman, you know, Sam trying to fucking will his way to things. I mean, and then I mean, then Sam with the fucking the eyes by himself, which yeah. is still that was I just can't indicative of the team, ago. right? That was that was the day that the the locker room was gone. It was done. Yeah, it was it done. Was gone. Tom Herman was done at that moment. The, the second but, Sam Ellinger. So thanks, OU, I guess, for getting Tom Herman fired. But back at the task at hand this weekend. New coaching staff, a uh, fucking offense that's really come into itself over the season. They have a lot of confidence. They know who they are. They know what they're doing. I really didn't see uh, all but like maybe two or three blown assignments on the offensive line last week. Um, if that's the case this week, I, I you know I I'm going to be pretty happy camper because I think that Casey Thompson's going to get super dialed in. He's going to connect on the deep balls this week. And yep. that OU secondary cannot hang with the likes of Xavier Worthy, Marcus Washington. <laughs> I mean, and, and uh, Bijan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I, can just I, think keep going. Uh, I think the biggest thing is. Uh, Abe Brewer. Jared Wiley. They're, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Nathan Hatter, you're listening, Nathan. I know you're fucking listening. But um, Nathan gets a touchdown catch. <laughs> dude, that'd be great. Or Gunner. Yeah, Gunner had the I hope it's like garbage time. I think I hope it's like 45 to fucking zero, and they just put in two two tight end sets and just start throwing the ball to tight ends. The um 
so I think the biggest thing about this game is Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch are going to be focused on one person on the entire offense. They're, they want Bijan stopped. Will that happen? Probably not, because not a single human on earth can probably do that. But it, we have been setting this up for weeks at this point. We have had so many deep balls thrown that have been so close to connecting. Fingertips. We're, we're fingertips. Guys. We are. Yeah, we're less than a yard away. This is the week we connect on multiple of those. Worthy has his best fucking game. Whittington's under, you know, underneath. We're, I, I have a God, and I hate myself for having such a good feeling about it. But this game feels more set up than I've ever seen, ever. And it's, you know, it's Texas being underranked at fucking 21. Are you kidding me? Like, after one Arkansas loss where you have two lost teams on there, are you kidding me? Like, ah, I don't know. I, I'm at this point. I'm in. I'm, you know, I'm subscribed. I'm, I'm subscribed. I'm subscribed. I'm, I'm 100% sold that this team has is really starting to understand who they are. And I think that is – that identity – is what's really important and what really ends up shining because this game is so high impact, so high visibility, and the players that come to play, they come to play for this weekend and games like this, and they will go back to their raw instincts. They will stop overthinking the game. And one thing about this team is once they start clicking and once they start having fun, they are going to just take it to another level. Yep. And and that's just who that's the personality of this team. And it's going to be really exciting to see what happens whenever they get on a roll against the Sooners who just get stuck in neutral. All right. So give me your offensive player of the game and your defensive player of the game this week. Yep. Well, I mean, offense is kind of I think Casey Thompson has his like super breakout game. Love it. I think. I think they are, are going to have no idea what's what's coming. Casey's going to throw for over 350 yards and, and probably five or six touchdowns. Um, and on the defense, uh, Demarion Overshone is just going to be all over. I think love it. It's just going to be he's going to be an animal. But let's get let's get um, you know we we do have this on you know we we have this on record where you have said that this weekend at the preseason, this is the preseason, that you believe that OU will win this game 40 to 34. And, and I, I've grown since then. <laughs> I, well, you, we'll, let, we'll give you a chance to revise. Okay. I have been on record that I think this is a 35-25. So, so we were both updated. wrong about TCU, 45-14, was not right, and neither was fifty-two to seven. Um, but we're just going to ignore that. Yeah, no, it's all right. Hey, it's still a win. That's all that really matters. So, um, first of all, my offensive player of the game. Ready for this? It's going to be Marcus Washington. Mar okay. Marcus Washington catches two touchdowns this game, and my defensive player of the game, Keandre Coburn, is going to eat that fucking ass. He is oh, going nice. to Urban Meyer the shit out of their jean shorts. <laughs> Awesome. This is the That's one. So People have been talking a little bit of shit about the defensive line. They're not, you know, they're not playing up to where they should be. This is the game. Snacks Coburn goes off. And for prediction, changing the game, changing the script, I'm going 35 
21 Texas. Two okay. touchdown wins. Okay. Okay, 35-21. I, I, I have a really good feeling after watching 45-12. And I think that Texas is is going to win. I think they have the capability to win 42 Oh, shit. Okay, I love it. All gas, no breaks, bitch. 42-7 to seven is, is what I want. Um, and not to look past OU, but just as a reminder, we have a tailgate. For the burnt ends and tree fitting subscribers, plus the general public, whoever wants to come by, lurkers, all are welcome. Um, it is uh, right next to the LBJ Library on campus. It's less than a five-minute walk to the stadium uh, to get to your seats. Come out. We've got uh, a 20 by 20. We'll have the games on. Um, even if you don't have tickets to the game, come to the tailgate, drink the beer, hang out, watch the games outside the stadium. Listen to the stadium, um, be a part of it, uh, and have some fun. So and sign uh, up for the burn ends, burnendsnil.com. Yeah. yeah, and sign up for the burn ends. So on to the Aggie Fact. Aggie Fact of the Week. Well, Brennan uh, Thompson recruited. Yeah, Aggie Fact of the Week, uh, number 104 is uh, Brennan Thompson is fast as fuck, and he <laughs> isn't an Aggie. And he is a Longhorn because he saw an offense that was worth playing in, and um, he didn't see one in College Station. So, eat my balls. Cease and desist. <laughs> anyway, the real so, Aggie fact of the week. Shout out Kyle Umlang. Yep, hundred one Aggie facts. Things every Longhorn should know. Fact number seventy five. Since two thousand, Texas A and M has had one ten win season. Only five Power Five schools have have less sucks to suck <laughs> at least they haven't been shut out at home since 72 yet they, yeah, i mean that's as of 10 I, 7 as of as of 10 7 yeah 10 9 gonna be a different story <laughs> um and here it comes, right. the music everybody's favorite segment of the podcast the fat boy minute so this week's Fat Boy Minute is what your favorite state food, uh, state fair food that you've ever had and state fair food that you haven't had but wish you did have based on what you've read. Ah, oh, shit. That's hard. Okay, so I'm a corn dog guy. I'm always a corn dog guy, corny oh, yeah. dog, whatever you want to fucking call them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's easy. You're, you're. I mean, we're talking about state fair food. You're looking. You're looking at f something fried. So, you know, if we're taking that out of the, out of the fact, I love a good funnel cake. Um, always fantastic. I like a good fried Oreo. I'm just taking all the good fried shit. I'm just gonna say the word fried and put a word next to it, and it's all. It's just gonna be awesome. But yeah, give give me a corny dog with ketchup, and I'm happy with it. And yes, I said ketchup. Fuck you if you shame me with my ketchup. I'm still a ketchup guy. Um, kind of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you need to put mustard on it. I don't mind mustard, but I'm a ketchup guy. I'm always gonna be a ketchup guy. There's nothing's gonna change my mind. I'm no, all about it. To be fucking but hey, when you have, there's no better feeling in the world when you get that corn dog that is the right amount of crispy fried batter. And when the inside is nice and like tender, holy shit. Like when it's, it, it it's insane. Like it doesn't even matter about the hot dog. 
it's you know or the sausage or whatever the hell is in there it's all about the batter and how it's fried and as long as it's crispy on the outside and uh you know, not dry as fuck on the inside. Like you, you know, when you get, get them at home, game changer. All right. My favorite food by far at the state fair is the walking. It is so good. So it's, it's kind of like a Frito pie in a Doritos bag, but it's just Doritos and everything that would be on a taco plus right. uh, Jalapenos. So, I mean, it's just so good. It's so awesome. And you just eat it. Well, you can either just dump it in your mouth or you can, you know, fork it while you're walking. And that is, and that is now my second answer. That is the food that I haven't had that I want. (laughs) (laughs) I want, Uh, I want to go to there. Yeah. I, I, there's so many absurd, absurd foods that they've had. Um, and, and the funny thing about the absurdity of it is they've tried to like fry all kinds of stuff. And so I think one year, um, what I really lament is not having the deep fried Guinness. And I I don't know what that would even be like. Yeah. What? what, Yeah. What is it like breading? Like it's kind of like a beer bread. I don't know. I don't know. There there, there was a thing that there were deep fried Guinness or something like that. Should have had them. That's on you at this point. Just for the knowledge. Um. But that, I think, is... And then, you know, uh, for me, just every year, tradition, you have to get Fletcher's, right? I mean, you got to get you gotta get the corn dog. You got to fucking put mustard on it. Don't be a bitch. Put ketchup, ketchup. on it. Ketchup. Don't be a bitch. Ketchup. And, um, uh, again, we will be... If you don't make it to game day, but you're still in the, the fair before the game, we're going to be at the northwest corner of the food court. Um I'll, I'll most likely be buying some wax cup beers um, and having a good time. And then I'm actually not going to go into the game uh, unless somebody just like tells me I have to go and just like presents me with a ticket at the split. Right. If, if somebody gives me a ticket at the split, I'm, I'm done. Um, but if not, I really enjoy watching the game outside in the fair with a lot of my really good friends that live in the area. And it's something that I've been doing for a really long time. I go into the game every now and then. I've, I've been to the game with a bunch of folks from Surly. Uh, but I will be watching. I don't know if they're going to do the Toyota thing this year, but we usually watch it there. And if not, we're going to go to, I believe, the Magnolia Beer Garden um, to watch the game. So be on the lookout for that and have a good time. Let's go and fuck OU up because OU still sucks. Hey, it's uh, eleven ten p.m. and oh, you still sucks. <laughs> Hook up. Hook up. <laughs>